Set a spark to your integrated business and marketing strategies with America's top entrepreneurs and business leaders here at Integrate and Ignite with your host, Lori Jones. Welcome to the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Claire Bond is a personal brand strategist and the CEO and co-founder of Claire Bond Group. She has been helping high-achieving entrepreneurs, investors, founders, and executives create their best personal brand for over 10 years. As an entrepreneur and influencer with over, count this, 70,000 followers on social media, she has learned the importance of creating and maintaining your personal brand. She helps entrepreneurs leverage their personal brand to develop the authority, influence, and trust they need to exceed their business goals. Welcome to Integrate and Ignite, Claire. Thank you so much for having me, Lori. I tell you, I'm so excited to chat about this topic today. It's a really important one. And, you know, it all turns ultimately into thought leadership, right? Before we get there, tell us a little bit more about your journey and what led you to starting your own business. I mean, truthfully, it was very organic. I have a background in marketing. I used to live in New York City. And and so I was doing marketing and branding and events and that sort of thing for Fortune 500 companies. And I was doing acting kind of in addition to that on, on the side. So I didn't have as much acting experience as I had branding experience. So I knew how to brand myself so that I was hireable with casting directors and things like that, right? They would Mm -hmm. find me, they would know the type of roles that I'd be right for. And it really helped me get roles. And I got national commercials and things like that from it. And a lot of actors that I would work with came to me and then it kind of just went from there. And then I started my own company called Online Profile Pros and we help brand people for online dating and LinkedIn And then truly the kind of the funny thing is Jason Calacanis, I was on his podcast in 2019 and he basically said, you know what, online profile pros is pretty good, but I think that you need to brand executives and people like that. So truly I I have to say it was kind of him. Um, And literally (laughs) from there, I had people contacting us from that actual podcast and that's really how it happened. And one of our investors in online profile pros became my first client. And then referrals came from there. So I practice what I preach. So people can look at my personal brand and and they can see the kind of traction I have in the market and they can see the things that we do for our clients. And that's ultimately what brought people to me. So I love it. I think that's so cool. (laughs) Well, and those are always the best little tales, right? Is it just kind of happened? And I think what's unique for our audience today is, you know, marketing people are great at marketing products and solutions and whatever it is that they're helping a company try to sell, right? Mm -hmm. But they forget about selling themselves and the personal branding side of it can be a very difficult nut to crack. What's so crazy is, I mean, I coach people and we have our private clients and everybody struggles with this. We, We actually, one of our private clients is a CMO. And he struggles with doing it because it's kind of one of those things where a lot of people, they shy away. They can totally talk about all the great things about this business or this other person, but they can't do it for themselves because it feels like bragging. So I have to kind of work with them to get over the feeling of being a bragger. Yeah. And you know what? It's such an an important point because there are personal brands out there. Well, let's face facts. We all have a personal brand, even if we don't know what it is, right? Because I can Um, Google you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But it's also the people that we work with each day and the impact we make and, you know, all these sort of things. So 
a lot of times it's right in front of us. We just don't know what it is. And how do you make that first step in helping someone realize that personal branding could be a very, very viable approach for them? One of the biggest things is I'm sure everybody listening to this has somebody that they look up to and they have a personal brand. That's why you look up to them and that's why you think they're great. So you know that it has impact because you want to hear their advice. You want to know the tips that they have for you and that kind of thing. There are people that want your advice and your knowledge because there's somebody that's starting out or they're changing their fields and that kind of thing. So that's ultimately what you need to think about. Just like you want help from somebody else, somebody else out there probably wants your help too. Right. And it's realizing that you've got something to offer and something to share that I think is a great breaking point for a lot of businesses. And of course, we're talking about marketers right now, but it does Mm -hmm. not matter if you're the CEO, CMO of a company, or if you just have something great to talk about that's very personal from a leadership standpoint, all of those individuals uh, should be thinking about personal branding. And I think the point that also is important here is that it's an accumulation of everything that really surrounds you. It's not just a logo. It's all of those things that you engage in and act on or even comment on day in Mm -hmm. and day out. Right. I mean, one of the things too is a personal brand can really be a different thing to different people. And it really just depends on what your goal is, whether it's a promotion to get a new job, to start your own business, whatever it is. And you really want to figure out what you want from your personal brand and kind of shape it around that. Sometimes people, when they have a current job, they think about, well, can I really give trade secrets and things that I'm learning while I'm in my job? And so you don't need to think about it that way. Obviously, we don't want to give trade secrets, but there are ways that you can talk about things. You can give tips on software that you use. And I mean, there's so many things that you can do and the sky's the limit. And sometimes it can really just take an informational interview to figure out what people like to talk to you about, what people love about you. You know, it's funny. If we ask our audience right now, how many of us have Googled ourselves? I think everyone is thinking to themselves or even raising their hands saying, you know, I've done that. There's no doubt about it. When you Google yourself, what comes up? So utilizing personal branding to overcome a potential negative that is in the marketplace something that could be untrue or something from your past that you want to be able to overcome or capitalizing on the truth that is already out there are definitely considerations when deciding on what path you want to travel down. Exactly. Basically, you take control of your personal brand instead of somebody else controlling the narrative. If you just allow press and your employer, whatever it is, to essentially put information out on the web about you, they're controlling the negative. And if whoever this person was or entity that had a bad review or whatever it is, yeah, don't give them that power. Take that power back. And that's going to be done by getting a website, getting social media, and just being present. And like you said, it literally could be just kind of being present in the marketing world and just making comments and having a say, but you just need to be present because that's, what's going to show up first. If your website, your Twitter handle, your LinkedIn, that kind of stuff is is going to push the rest of that down. Right now there has to be a reason, right? You need to go into this with the thought process of, I want to develop a personal brand to achieve X. What are brass tacks here? Some of the true benefits that you feel that people can achieve through personal branding? 
I mean, I see it all the time. It's opportunities. It really just depends on what you want from your personal brand. And like I said before, if it's, I want a promotion, I want to get a new job. You know, you need to show that you are an expert because people can lie about their LinkedIn. You have so many things that you can kind of lie about. You can lie about your expertise, but if you're actually putting a blog or doing a video and you are credible and you know what you're talking about, that means so much more than a resume and all these things. So everything's a lie or could be. (laughs) So it's really your way to, to differentiate yourself. And just like when I was acting, if I came in through the door and my website and my photography, everything that I had, it basically said, I should be hired for this role. I am the right one for this role. And they looked at my social media and they could see I had a big following, that kind of thing. They were like, well, you know what? we should probably hire her because if she gets hired, she's probably going to talk to her following and it'll only help us. Say you're looking for a promotion or a new job. If you have a following and you have people that are actively listening to what you have to say on a subject, they're going to say, you know what, this person has a following and they want to know about this. I should probably hire them because they know what they're talking about. Right. You know, for our listeners today who are marketing, I mean, there's so many different ways to, to look at personal brandies, but awareness is a key element for brands. So if you have a thought leader within an organization and you want to create awareness around a very, very vertical point, a product attribute or a solution attribute within that company, this is a great way to do it. The personal branding and thought leadership helps us move potential customers through the funnel and really sales. It's all about Mm -hmm. sales at the end of the day. Yes. Yeah. Because people want to connect with a person, even in a B2B space, like they want to connect with a person. They don't want to connect with the faceless entity. And it's so true about anyone in the B2C space. So yeah, being personable and and relatable is, is always going to help you. Yeah. Now tips for controlling the narrative, I think are very, very important here. Again, we've established that sometimes you might be trying to overcome a narrative or establish a new narrative based on a set goal. So you've got three tips for controlling the narrative here. The first one is Googling yourself. We've talked Mm -hmm. about that, but what specifically do you hope to gain through that rather to make sure that you are controlling your own narrative? I actually find a lot of people don't Google themselves. So we'll just take an example of one of our clients who's in the angel investing space and he didn't own the first page of Google. And if you really think about, you have to give them a lot of personal details about yourself, all the financials for your business and all this sort of stuff. And so essentially you need to show up as a very credible person in this space. And when we initially worked with this one angel investor, he did not show up and that was an issue. And even though he had a lot of, stuff under his belt through his family office and that sort of thing. None of it was showing up. You know, the fact that he was an investor in Lime and a lot of these big businesses, none of that showed up. And that's what was going to hurt him. Part of Googling yourself is if nothing shows up, a lot of people are going to ask why. What's wrong with them? Did they change their name? Like you kind of, your head goes to all the things of like, why don't they show up? Why aren't there any photos of them? Especially if you are a high profile person, it's really a bad thing. Even having something negative is better sometimes than nothing at all. Because there's so many things that go through my head about what's wrong with them. If I saw nothing about somebody, then you know what you're working with. That's the whole importance of Googling yourself because you have something to work with. Yeah. You know, the next one is social profiles, which is, I think, a very, very slippery slope right now. 
from the standpoint of personal opinion, politics, so on and so forth. And it seems like a real basic, you know, to stay away from that sort of stuff, especially if you are trying to develop a business thought leadership, personal brand, you've really got to think about, you know, what is important to the company line. You know what I mean? That becomes very important. But the social profiles are a huge component of not only pushing the content out, but really having a platform to be able to work from. Right. I definitely think that you need to have your own website because that's what you actually own because you don't own your social profiles. And as we've learned, they can be taken away from you. I actually knew a coach who was doing a live stream in Facebook. And during the stream, Facebook turned her off and said the information that she was talking about was copywritten and they wouldn't allow her to live stream anymore. <laughs> so you wow. just Yeah. Like things like that, that are so crazy. And she worked so hard on getting a Facebook group and things like that. So essentially your main hub to be one that you own, but your social profiles are going to be able to help you. I actually did a video about not getting political on social media. I never published it because I just really didn't want to hear any of the backlash about it, but I've only really seen it hurt you. (laughs) I haven't really seen it help. Even if it helps you you at one point, it will hurt you in another. It really doesn't matter what side of the table you're on. Like it doesn't matter. Just keep it business. I really just kind of think of stuff that my mom used to tell me, I mean, growing up, you know, in polite company, don't talk about religion, don't talk about right. politics, and don't talk about money. Yeah, I you know? totally agree. Yeah, some of the <laughs> basics of life that social yeah. media has totally pushed out the door. Torn There's no doubt out. about it. I think it's important, and, and this is your third point here, is that you need to know your audience and the audience right. that you want to be able to affect. Yes, very, very true. Yeah, you need to know who you're talking to. If you're all over the place, everyone's going to be confused and no one's going to come back for more because they're like, I don't know what I'm going to get next time I go. You need to have focus. You need to know what, again, what your goals are, what you want to get out of your personal brand, what keywords, essentially, we're talking about marketing here. You're using a lot of the stuff that we already know, SEO, keywording, all that kind of stuff. That's what you need to talk about because that's how you're going to show up on Google and really kind of put that stake in the ground says, this is who I am. And this is what I talk about. I don't go off topic. I may go off here and there, but it's somehow related, but that's like the biggest thing is to make sure that you stay on topic so that people do want to follow you. They want to subscribe to your blog. They want to subscribe to your YouTube channel, whatever it is, because they know what they're going to get. And they know the quality of what you provide. Well, and we've all seen it a million different times, whether it be in the tabloids or true media, that when someone says something and it gets misconstrued, or it's quite frankly, exactly what they have said, you know, it's never a good situation no matter what. So we we definitely want to avoid that as a part of personal branding. If you are truly going to invest in this, then you need to be smart about that sort of stuff. If you have been political, scrub those profiles and still yeah. they might come back because not everything is completely scrubbed. But, you know, really be mindful of that. I always say this, if you want to keep a private profile, then make it private and then have your public profile, but know that if you're saying inflammatory things on your private profile, that stuff can get out too. Right. Um, You know, recently we've seen things in the news about stuff that has been said in private groups that has gone viral. So just be aware. That's some great advice there. People forget about that. There's no doubt about it. 
Owning your name is, I think, a very important piece. And, and I'm going to date myself here because uh, you guys all know there are a million Lori Jones walking around this earth, right? And I have the Twitter handle at Lori Jones. That is how early to the game I was. Not as easy for a lot of people entering personal branding today, but certainly something you really do want to be able to own your name across social media and your website URLs, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So the moral of the story here is to get to it as early as you possibly can. I know people who very early on bought URLs with their name just so that they owned it in the event they needed from a protection uh, standpoint, that it'd probably be a, a very good thing to have. Say you didn't do that. It doesn't mean that there's no way you can get around that. Right. The example that definitely comes to my mind is Michael Jordan. And then you have Michael B. Jordan. Right. He has definitely introduced that is who he is. He's not Michael Jordan. Because who do you think of when you think of Michael Jordan? Yeah, you can do it by using an initial or something else, maybe after your name or something like that, to kind of put your stake in the ground and say, hey, I know there are a lot of other Lori Joneses out there, and I may not be able to get at Lori Jones, but this is who I am. I'm, you know, Lori B. Jones. I'm Lori whatever, you know? And so there is a way to do it still. Yeah. And and I would imagine that with a name like Claire Bond, you don't have to worry about it too often. But I did get all my handles early on for acting. And whenever there is a new social media platform that comes around, I go and secure it, even if I don't use it. I've never used Snap, never, I just couldn't do one more thing, but I have at Claire Bond. I don't use TikTok, but I went and got it as soon as it was available. Whenever you get the opportunity to get your social handle, get the same one that you have on all the other ones. You don't want people to be guessing, okay, what are they on Twitter? Okay. What are they on Facebook? What are they on Instagram? Make it the same. Yeah. So we've talked about, you know, some of the upfront work that you need to do. You've established that you do want a personal brand. We've talked about how you can pull in some of the Google social media searches out there to figure out what some of those building blocks are, and then really buying the biggest asset that you have, which is your name. Now let's talk a little bit about really what you can do to build that personal brand out. And one of your very first thoughts here is to really niche yourself. Yes. The very beginning, you can't be a generalist. You need to be very focused on what you're doing, and then you can get more broad from there once you've solidified yourself and your expertise in one area. Figure out your niche, figure out your target. And have fun with it too. Don't talk about something that you're not going to enjoy because people will be able to see that through the words that you share. And let's not be scattered is another point that's very important here. Yeah. It's the same thing, being a generalist versus being focused. If you're scattered and everywhere, it's not going to help you be consistent and people won't know what they're going to find anytime they find you because it's all over the place because you're always scattered. (laughs) Right. You know, the thing that I see quite a bit is that people are not consistent with the content. And I think consistency, even down to the day of the week and the time of the day, when you're building an audience, people become to expect that you will push out that piece of content very, very methodically. Provide us some advice there, if you would. Obviously, everyone always says the more you can do, the better. All of this sort of stuff you could do weekly, if you can do what twice a week, that kind of thing with consistent content. But the problem is, is that there are so many things that you have to remember to do, especially if you're creating blogs and things like that, right? All of the things that you need to do to create a really good blog that Google will index and put at the top of search. So if you can't do weekly, 
Come up with a schedule that you can do. And here's the thing. I'm not perfect either. I'm doing my very first LinkedIn Live this week, and I am going to try my best to make sure that I do it weekly, but I know that I'm not perfect. And sometimes something's going to come and take me away from it. And that is okay. So give yourself, you know, okay, that, you know, you're not going to be perfect, but really come up with a schedule that you believe that you can work with and that you can stick to. And that's the biggest thing. And once you kind of figure out, okay, I really understand this. This isn't so hard. I think I can do more. Then go add more to your plate, but don't start out saying, okay, well, so these are all the recommendations for things that I need to do. And so I'm going to start with doing it all right now. Don't do that because that is a recipe for disaster because there's just too much. I agree. And it is, you set yourself up to fail at that stage. You know, it it is hard sometimes to, you know, to tape a podcast if I've had a bad morning or, you know, I've got a million things on my plate that I need to get to maintaining a good, good energy level. And it doesn't matter if it's a podcast, if it's a video, if it's the written word, energy is a very, very important thing that maintains an audience. Yes, it's so true. I mean, yeah, it's hard. And I have been there when I've had to create a video because I I needed to get this done. And I had so many things going on and it's just so hard for me to focus. You just have to remember what the goal is. And a lot of times, if you just remember, it's not that you're doing this stuff and it sucks. And I, oh, the personal brand and I hate it. And I hate Claire for telling me I needed to do it. If you uh-huh. kind of take all of that out of it and really just think about the people that you're helping. Yeah. Um, if you think about that, that will really, really leave a lot of the stress because you're like, okay, you know what? I'm helping somebody right now. And even if it's just one person, I'm helping somebody. And that makes you feel better. It brings your energy up. When you're doing your podcast or you're doing your video or you're writing your blog, remember that person that's waiting for this great information that you have to share. And you're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to give it to you because I'm not going to let you down. Well, and that's where the authenticity is so important and people can see right through it. And really that genuinity, you want people to get to know you so that they want to follow you. Right. Exactly. That's important no matter what. Final thoughts for us today regarding personal branding and maybe an example that you can share for us on something that has worked really, really well uh, for one of your clients. I mean, one of the biggest things is you have to be nimble with your personal brand and truly know that what works right now may change. So I think with our clients, I mean, I'm usually the guinea pig for everything. I will try for my profile, my team, we will always try everything new on me. And then we bring it to our clients, but it's trying new things and figuring out what works and what doesn't, because we don't always know what's going to stick. We don't always know what's going to work for us. So if you're just going down this cookie cutter path and you're saying, well, this person's very successful doing this and I'm going to do this, it's not going to make you unique and stand out from the crowd. So trying new things, doing things differently, that's like one of the biggest things that we do, even when it's crazy. And it's one more thing on our plate. If you figure out that that's the place where your people are listening, where you're really making a difference. Like for me, video is one of my biggest strong suits because of my acting background. So I've had to really make time for it because it's so time consuming, but it is really, really important for my personal brand. So figure out what your special place is. And for you, obviously your podcast is your thing that really kind of sets you apart and need to figure out what that is for you. 
I tell you, great advice today, Claire Bond. It doesn't matter if it's your image, your mission, your values, or your vision. Personal branding will definitely help you achieve greatness and build a loyal following and audience. Thank you so much for your appearance on the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Thank you so much. This episode is complete, but the inspiration has just begun. Head over to avocetcommunications.com for show notes and more aha moments. Tune in regularly to ignite your integrated business and marketing strategies with Lori Jones and the Integrate and Ignite podcast.